We go inside the 49ers locker room again this week to find a man who used to hang his hat there. Brought to you by Harris Ranch Beef, legendary beef, legendary quality. Shop at your local Rayleigh's, Bel Air, and Knob Hill supermarkets for all your tailgate needs. Justin Smith, thank you for joining us today. Damon Bruce and Ray Rattle will be joining us here in just a moment. It's a pleasure to have you on, man. How you doing? Good. How you guys doing? Doing excellent. And I really mean it. I don't think anyone understood the player that they were getting because your career starts in Cincinnati, then you come to San Francisco. We got our eyes on you, and it was obvious that you were a guy who made everyone around you better almost instantly. I'm guessing you took an awful lot of pride in that. How how much different do you think your career would have been had you either played it all in Cincinnati or gone somewhere other than San Francisco? <laughs> well. It's hard to deal in those uh, terms, you know. It's like you deal with what happened to you, but went to Cincinnati, went to San Fran, uh, had great times in both, and had a lot of success in San Fran. Um, at this you know, stage, as many years away from the game as you are, do you get any pangs this time of year about the Super Bowl you were in but didn't win? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously... Without a doubt, wish we'd have won it and should have got it done. But is what it is. Got to live with it. And uh, man, really rooting for the guys to be able to push one across the finish line. You know, they've been back, and I, I think they can get it done this year. Honestly, Justin Smith joining us here, longtime 49er, and you know we get to talk to the Cowboy during Cowboys Week. Going back to that 2012 season. As you were on the way to a Super Bowl, a quarterback change happened in your year. And, you know, a little bit different than the change that brought about Brock Purdy. But it goes from Alex Smith to Colin Kaepernick. In relation to the situation that the Niners have been in this year, what can you tell us about dealing with a quarterback change and what it's like when your team really does have Super Bowl aspirations? It's got to be a huge hold your breath moment at one point. And then when you realize the next guy can play, then all of a sudden you start breathing a little bit easier. Everyone preaches, oh, we always have confidence in. But that's just, that's that can't be reality. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it's always the next man up uh, attitude, but that guy can play. And uh, Birdie can play and get it done and been enjoying him. He's got a hell of a defense to rest on. Uh, I think they got all the pieces uh, in place to Push it, push it all the way, man. I mean, uh, I think Nick is a once-in-generational player. And anytime you have one of those guys and filled in with all pros across the board, you, you have a shot. What makes Nick Bosa the best in this league right now in your own mind? Uh, just besides how, what he brings to the table physically, just, I don't know if it's his dad, his brother, how he dedicates to his craft. I mean, he's he, he's got everything. He's got all the tools. He's got speed to power. He's got working half a man. Um, he can do it all. I mean, he's a complete player, and uh, I think one of the one of the big reasons they're going to get there. If it's Bengals 49ers in February, how do you divide your loyalties? Uh, right down the middle. I did seven years both places, so I'm right down the middle. Either way, either way, I'm good. But I, I had more success and 
in San Fran, and I, I enjoyed it more out there. So definitely, I'm rooting for San Fran. Justin Smith with us here on 95.7 The Game. A lot of people want to know because, you know, we, we have not heard much from you since your playing days. You have, you know, slipped off of the, you know, out of the spotlight and you don't seek it. And, uh, you know, you're not trying to be a member of the media like so many former NFL players these days. What are you doing? Like, where are we talking to you right now, Justin? Where are you these days? I'm, I'm off the grid for a reason. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I just enjoy uh, doing my deal with my kids, my family and stuff like that. And I got three small boys and actually in Dallas right now, heading back to Missouri. Nice. Uh, right, you know. the, these, uh, these three boys of yours got football in their futures? Yeah, my oldest has been playing and uh, we're just trying to toughen him up a little bit so he can be a player. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you right now, years, you know, having that Justin Smith DNA coursing through your veins has got to be a real good place to start. I looked this up, got into some of your numbers before we called you today, and and I didn't even get into the tackle numbers. I didn't even get into the sack totals or pressure totals because, to me, the most impressive thing of your career is 217 starts in 222 career games. You basically, with the Niners, missed two games, I believe, in one season and you're at a position that is getting cut blocked and beat up by the strongest guys on the other team every single game. Harbaugh called you the toughest guy he had ever been around. Uh, how did you do that? I mean, how much of that was you? How much of that was just you got lucky? Uh, I'd, I'd say a lot of it was luck, honestly. I mean, I, I got rolled up on so many different ways or stop blocks or this or that just were played with guys that were better physically gifted to me all day and they they just got hurt for some reason so I, I chalk a lot of just luck honestly who's the most guys who ever blocked tried to block you on one play <laughs> the most guys tried to block me yeah on, on one play I mean because I you were routinely double teamed I imagine sometimes they put a third person on you because you were that hard to handle yeah. did they ever get the yeah. four uh, we'd have three or something, but that'd usually be about it. Two guard tackle and like a chip or something. But usually the extent of it. Does the fact that it rarely worked uh, dissuade them at all from sending four at you? Uh, no, I don't remember four. Four, <laughs> four's half a lot. We had too many other good players for that. Justin Smith with us here. Did Alden Smith ever call you and say thank you for the unbelievable start to my career because couldn't help but notice he changed as a player when he wasn't playing off your hip uh well we, we did a lot of different things when Alden was playing with us uh, the way we beat protections and things like that that I haven't seen any other team really do since or before honestly so plus he's a great player Alden was a great player but uh we had a lot of different stuff going on with him. And, and yeah, no, there's, there's no doubt there was a lot of stuff going on. Um, I, and I'm not in any way here, Justin, asking you to bury Mike Singletary or Jim Tom Sula or the brief time that you spent with Mike Nolan. But you're, you're basically, you're with the 49ers for two seasons. And then in 2011, Jim Harbaugh and Vic Fangio shows up. It's one of the best coaching you know, coaching rooms the 49ers have ever had with the success that you guys had in a short amount of time. Uh, 
did that instant change? Was it something that you could feel overtake the team right away when Harbaugh and Fangio walked into that room? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I could mainly speak for Fangio because he was defense side of the ball, and it was it was really separated. Uh, Jim mainly stayed on the offensive side, or that's all he really did, stay on the offensive side. But Fangio is one of the best minds I was ever around, and the main reason was he allowed us to up front beat protections based off what we heard up front with the O-line, and he allowed two shell coverage to stay in place all the time. And it, for a quarterback, it's hard when you're not showing exactly where you're going or, or single-eye coverage. Uh, in what ways is, and maybe maybe the answer is none, but it, since you've retired, how has defensive line play changed, if at all? Uh, I, I really don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, you got to really watch the the tape that they watch to see how it's changed and the rules changed. And I haven't stayed that involved to really be on to be able to answer that question. What means more in terms of getting ready for a playoff game? Is it having home field advantage or the same amount of time? Because we know that the 49ers have a home field advantage here against the Dallas Cowboys. What the Dallas Cowboys don't have is the same amount of time to prepare. The 49ers were the first game last Saturday. The Cowboys, they won on Monday night. So they're actually coming in with you know 24 hours plus almost 48 hours behind prep time that the 49ers have. Does that mean anything at this point in the season? Uh, I don't think you need that much time to prepare, to be honest with you, because you kind of know what they're doing and how to prepare for anybody week to week. I think it's more of the, the home field advantage is huge. Uh, is it, uh, the home field advantage, um, well, okay, let me ask this then. How long does it take to prepare for a game? If you've got eight days as opposed to six, you could still get the work in, right? I mean, how much time do you actually need to prepare for a, for a, a conference semifinal? Two to three days. <laughs> I mean, they can only run the ball in five holes, right? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not as hard as these guys try to make it out to be. <laughs> that is the line of that's the, the week. That's the best answer we've heard all week. Absolutely. Justin Smith here just dropping gold on us on 95.7 The Game. Uh, you went from what was at the time a new-ish and state-of-the-art stadium in Cincinnati. And then you show up in San Francisco to play at Candlestick, which everyone, you know, would called. You know, at best, a cockeyed masterpiece. At worst, a dump. But boy, we miss that dump. And we love that dump. Did you love Candlestick, Justin? I love Candlestick. I think Candlestick was way better than Levi's Stadium, to be honest with you. But it just had so much history and stuff like that that it made it awesome to play there. You know, I agree with you completely. To me, Levi's Stadium, well, number one, it's about 50 minutes South and in the wrong city, so I don't like that. And it's just it's it's a little it's a little sterile. I don't like when all of the luxury and press boxes are on one side and then not on the other. It's just it creates a, a weird. Have you been to Levi's? Yeah, I played in it. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. You played. <laughs> I was thinking because your what the the last your your last year was at Levi's Stadium. The last what the three playoff years. 
that you were on this team was at Levi Stadium. And you had only been to the playoffs, or uh, Candlestick, excuse me, I'm getting it all mixed up right now. But um, you went to the postseason just once in your, what, first 11 years. And then you got to go in the Harbaugh years. Did you spend any time as the veteran in the locker room telling the younger players what a privilege it is to be in the playoffs and that you need to savor these moments because it took you so long to to get there and then and then get back there? Uh, well, I mean, you got to take each year at a time. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to get there. Some teams are usually notoriously in there. Some teams can never get in there. And I was on a franchise that could never get in there beginning of my career. So, yeah, I, I took full advantage of it and tried to let the young, young guys know that. What do you think of the Bengals now? Uh, they got a guy. They have several guys. That's why they're there. They have a quarterback. They have some OD. And it, unless you have that in place, you, you're not going to be in there, as everybody knows, right? Well, I tell you what, Justin, we were really happy to have you on today. It was great to catch up with you. And to thank you, our friends at Harris Ranch Beef are going to send you 10 pounds of prime steaks. You get to choose your cut, cowboy. You going ribeye, porterhouse, or New York strip? Oh, let's go ribeye. That is the correct answer. The man just knows. He's an experienced vet if there ever was one. Justin Smith, thank you so much for joining us today. It was great to catch up with you, and I mean it. We could put it on a T-shirt. There are only five holes to run through. That is phenomenal. (laughs) You're the best. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, guys.